0: Five seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.
1: I want winners. This crowd is alive. You play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown
2: by Matthew Butler. He- Speak to.
1: They are who we thought they were.
2: But we're not about to. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter West Lake <laughs> the West Wright tight. F left. 372 Y sticks.
1: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
2: Well, I'm gonna go to college. I'll just play football. What is up? Welcome in. Off and running. Here we go. What, what are we going to talk about, huh? I think I know. <laughs> I think I know. Breaking news coming down today, literally an hour ago. Um, here, if you're listening in the middle of the day on uh, WRKS, The Zone, 105.9 in Jackson. Of course, you may be listening at night. WVBG Vicksburg, WBLE Batesville. Hey to everybody in Vicksburg and in Batesville. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau, local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service, and deal with somebody one-on-one. You pick up that cell phone, you talk to them, even if it's late at night and you have that fender bender, and that's the way it ought to be. It's the way it is with Farm Bureau. It's not the way it is everywhere. Roger, before we dive in neck deep into this talk about the breaking news, NCAA sanctions, um, um, for Mississippi State today regarding a tutor taking tests online for people. Uh the the coffee mug is full and the thermos is full. I have no excuse not to have energy, buddy. Man, how'd you make that happen? You must have you
0: got the French press right
2: there. I did, but I had some leftover and I I went ahead My, and you nuked it. I nuked it. Yeah. How's that? Is it still good? Mm-hmm. That's how good the coffee is. Oh, yeah. It's so fresh, you can have it the next day. That's right. I love day-old coffee. I really do love it. (laughs) It's not as good as fresh. but Yeah, right, right, and cold pizza. And maybe a day-old donut. I mean, give me a day-old coffee, I'll nuke it, and give me a a day-old donut, and I'm just as happy as I can be.
0: I don't know. remember how old I was when I got fresh bread because my my, my mom, she was at that day-old bread store. Oh, I know, yeah. I thought that was normal. Yeah. They're delicious.
1: I'm with you.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. This, do, this donut is not crusty. What's wrong? <laughs> oh, what's wrong? I need crusty donuts. This, this is not chewy at all. <laughs> all right. Listen, uh, if you're tuning in, if it, let's just say, for instance, you just got in your car. You haven't heard any of this. You haven't even looked at Twitter and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to give you the news, give you the breakdown on this right here, and then um, I'm going to get your reaction. And there's stuff all over my Twitter feed. Uh, I was one of the first to kind of tweet the news out there today of what the um, sanctions actually were. When you say sanctions, I mean the the NCAA on their website called this uh, an announced conclusion of a negotiated resolution. And then there's some uh, scholarship cuts in there, some probation. But the biggest thing, like the most impactful thing in all of this, it's not vacated wins or it's really not like a couple of scholarships here or there. The biggest impact in all of this is that eight football players for miss I'm sorry, hold on, time out. Ten football players for Mississippi State are going to be suspended and miss eight games each this football season. That's the most significant thing in the whole deal. the fact that these players are going to miss. We'll talk all about it. So before we get going too far ahead, Here's how you can be a part of the show. Tweet me at Radio Wyatt. Send your tweets there. Also, text the show. Lots of texts. Carla, I see uh, yours. She's right. She loves day-old coffee heated up in the microwave. Thanks for the text, Carla. And fried chicken. And fried chicken. What does it say? (laughs) Day-old cold fried chicken is the bomb. What about day-old turkey the day after Thanksgiving? You make sandwiches with that? Is that not the best? That's the best, man. I love it. Okay. But you can text me like Carla did, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. If you need the number without the letters, it's just 885-3776. Send your texts there. Al, look, I would rather hear your voice on the Davinny Equipment phone, okay? Call me on the Divinity phone. It is 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995 1059. You call me, we'll talk. What do you think about this stuff? All right, so let's get into it. You had a tutor who was a part time hire. Okay, so this is not like a, this is not somebody on salary who's got, in the state retirement system on staff. And like a picture is not on the website. This is a part-time tutor who was basically selling her academic services, (laughs) her test-taking ability, to student-athletes. Offering it, they accept, they pay her. She takes the money. She does their online coursework and test-taking that's what this is. And this was negotiated between the player and this tutor. That's right. That's they exactly. paid her. They paid her. Yeah, the kids. Okay. And, you know, again, a little
0: different than the school doing it.
2: Right. And I'm doing a little research on it, and it seems that there was maybe like one player who was kind of in a relationship with this person. And so you had kind of a conduit therefore to the other athletes. Okay. Ten – in all, it's ten football players and one men's basketball player. Well, you all can figure that out, right? Who it is. You know, the men's basketball player who missed pretty much all of last year is Nick Weatherspoon, who's going to then miss some games this year and then come back and play. Here's the thing, though. That's not official, nor will it ever be, because of the privacy stuff for students – It's a legal thing. You can't go out here and release any kind of academic information on behalf of a student at your university without them releasing it or their consent. So, like, because of FERPA, F-E-R-P-A, they are not ever going to officially tell you who these 10 football players are. Well, that's convenient. It is. Right.
0: So. This isn't telling their grades. This is telling... No, People no. Who, who cheated, who did something wrong. This is not like giving out personal
2: information. You're not going to tell them what they, I mean, yeah. this is about what she did. <laughs> well, but here's the thing about it. It is, but it's it's about what she did. But even her name, because she was a student, legally, they can't release her name. Will there be consequences for her? She has a 10-year show cause from the NCAA, meaning any NCAA institution can't hire her for anything for 10 years. So effectively her career... Lunch lady, nothing. Yeah, nothing. They can't even hire her oh, to clean good. the floors. I mean, she can't... That's it. Her career is effectively... In any kind of academics at the college level, her career is over. That's it. The end. It's over. Um, She'll have to go help high school Players cheat now. Well, I guess. Um, Let me give you some other things on this. So, part-time tutor. uh, She's doing online coursework, taking tests. Um, Here's here. You need to know this also. You need to know this. In the online community, which is a cesspool (laughs) of wimps. And backboneless, spineless individuals who operate under a screen name. For weeks and months, Keeton Thompson, the quarterback at Mississippi State, was rumored to be, you know, going to have a suspension and miss games the same way that Nick Weatherspoon did. I can confirm for you that Keeton Thompson is not one of these 10 football players. So here we sit on August the 23rd, and after a month of people wondering, and, and rumoring and actually typing his name on message boards and typing his name on social media in, in connection with a rumor after a month of it, as it turns out, he didn't do a doggone thing wrong. In fact, he's done everything right. Yet, there's not even anybody to go apologize for what they did. And, you know, or I say anybody, there's very few because 90% of those spineless people operate under a screen name. We don't even
0: know who they are. Well, this is why we need a little sunshine on the subject here. And, you know, name the guilty party so that the not guilty don't get prosecuted, you know, in the the court of public opinion like this
2: just happened. Well, what I'm telling you, Roger, is that the university cannot do it legally or they will be sued to kingdom come based on an existing law, this FERPA deal. That's just it's like it's the way it is now. But I've talked to people. I've been to some practices, you know, after doing some research, you know, some legwork myself, I believe what they're looking at is two of the 10 players are potential starters. Eight of the 10 players are what I would call depth guys, is some, you know, freshmen and some depth guys. Now, that's not insignificant, but... This is not I can just tell you it's not a thing based on you know what I've what digging I've done this is not a thing where you've got like you know five players on your starting offense and five on your starting defense it's just not that kind of deal However it is no little thing for you to have that many games you've got to have players miss You're playing 12 games in a year you're going to have four games this year where everybody's free to play Now here's the kicker in that Here's the kicker in that. Just like in other cases like this, it's my understanding that they are going to be able to single out which games will be missed by which players. In other words, all 10 of these guys don't have to miss the first eight games. All 10 of these guys don't have to miss the same eight games. They're going to basically pick and choose which eight games they set out as a part of their suspension this year. That's a thing, too. Now, I'm coming to you. Is it? It's Vega. Vega? Okay. I'm coming to him. Wins the name award today. (laughs) He really does. Uh, I'm coming right to him. I just want to read this, though, because let's get all the information out there. Here are the penalties. On the NCAA website, case was processed through the negotiated resolution process instead of a formal hearing or summary disposition. (laughs) I mean... Lawyer talk. What, what the heck does any of that mean? A fine of $5,000 plus 1% each of the football and men's basketball budgets. Which, that'd be more than $5,000, would not it? Um, driving me nuts. School didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. A re- they didn't. A reduction of two football scholarships during each of the 20, 2020 2021 and then 21-22 academic year. So, you're going to take two scholarships off uh, in back-to-back years, basketball loses one scholarship, and then there's some recruiting things like there's four official visits off of the the forty that they get. Okay, so four official. Do I have that right? Yes, four official visits. I know this is taking a while. I'm reading through it. Uh, prohibition of unofficial visits during one home game. At football so there's gonna be one game you won't have an unofficial visit that's a to me unofficial visits are a big deal it's like when you know Ole Miss had to give up all their unofficial visits for a whole year that's people don't realize how big a deal that is even one game like this without unofficial visits that's a big loss compared to what your competitors are doing I'm gonna go with Abilene Christian <laughs> make that one hey <laughs> look it is what it is Roger it's a home game sure they'll give that one up you know what I mean Uh, And then in the fall of 2019 and the spring of 2020, there will be a reduction of football evaluation days by two, if I'm reading this right. So there'll be a couple of days where they normally would go out and evaluate players. They'll have to scratch that off the list. So it's basically like two more free days either in the office or at home for the staff Uh, is one of the things you're looking at right there. Okay, let's do it. Vega has been hanging on patiently way too long, and I really do appreciate that, Vega. Thank you. Uh, on the Divini Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. What's up, Vega?
1: Hey, uh, I got two questions on this. Um, so with them not being able to release names, well, what's the difference between, you know, when, when kids finish their finals in December and they're academically ineligible in- play playing the bowl games, but that's released.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But I don't. It's, rem- it's going to be self-evident.
1: I don't. I don't
2: remember any of those cases though. Vega, like, so in your scenario, well, I mean, you
1: know, what well, I mean. I was saying, like, you're watching the bowl game, and they're like, "Well, hey, you know, John Doe here is you know, actually because you well worked for a team, and I mean, it was pretty much public knowledge. I mean, the announcers would talk about it. You know, these, these Players didn't travel, to academic, you know, whatever. That so doesn't yeah. feel the difference. I've, the heard, I've
2: heard, I've heard them say that so and so didn't come because of a violation of team rules. But I'm, I maybe I'm crazy, Vega. But I'm being serious when I say I don't remember very many hmm. cases recently where I heard somebody say, you know, he's academically ineligible for the bowl game. But I've heard violation okay. of team rules <clears throat> a lot, and that's a yeah, term guess, that you it's, hear it's, a lot.
1: You know, everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Kind of between the
2: lines, yeah, yeah. I think. my
1: uh, my main question was, you know, they're saying there's ten players. You know, the rumors were with you know two, three, four starters, and then you know, you know, a lot of role players. If in theory, I mean, if this is a starting line, and two or three, you know, solid backups. I
2: mean, that's a big deal. That's
1: a significant. I mean, what what would no you, doubt? What would you label that as the? Uh, a number of wins that that could jeopardize. Oh, I, mean, wow. I would say you know three or four wins, and we're talking about three and four key linemen.
2: Yeah. Well, that's it. And it's, and look at it this way, Vega. On this team, if it's defensive linemen, if it's defensive tackle, that's um, even if it's a – certainly if it's a starter, but even if it's a backup, that's significant, buddy. Because you know that's one position where they can't afford to go without players. I, in my opinion, throughout an SEC season, now they can still go it, win some games, bit, but you
1: know, because you, one time that made me think it may be you know heavy to one position when they were talking about that it. it was you know the girlfriend. Well, I mean you know you know how tight you know meeting rooms and conference rooms and roommates are. So you know if it was one position guy and two or three of his positional buddies, you know, this could be, it could be very heavily weighted to one position room, you know, yeah. with, with, if of course that's all theoretical, but I was just, you know, yeah, but yeah. Right, man, I appreciate the call.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate you too, Vega. I mean, depth, that's what I, I need to clarify, you know, when I say depth guys, I mean, that's big too, you know, especially, you know, on the lines of scrimmage. Um, the thing is, here's the deal. If it's two guys like I, again, I'm not getting sued. Nothing's official. But pretty confident you're talking about a couple of guys in that 10 that are potential starters. Then it's going to be pretty easy to see if they're not playing in a game. you know. But even those two potential starters are going to play in up to four games. And if they're actually picking and choosing which games, then it could get confusing to kind of look out there and start to pencil it in and figure out, okay, well, this guy must be serving a suspension, you know, especially when you talk about if it's eight guys who aren't starters but their depth, inevitably you're going to have 10 out of 10 guys. You're going to have some who probably wouldn't play as much. And if they're suspended, you may not know because they're just standing over there holding their helmet anyway. Or, well, they wouldn't be there dressed out if they're suspended, right? That's the way we would look at it. I guess haven't I've, you know I've not dealt with this before, but is not academic fraud a crime?
0: I mean, didn't the FBI just do a whole big deal about this? people getting uh, yeah getting scholarships that they didn't qualify for and this is kind of the same thing if you can't do your
2: academic work, you aren't qualified you know That's Roger, part of your
0: deal isn't it when you go to play football at a oh yeah yeah
2: you sign up, but in terms of the, you know illegality. There is a pretty a, a pretty clear line, I think, between hey, we broke somebody broke an NCAA rule versus somebody broke the law. You know that NCAA basketball stuff, for instance. You think okay, it's recruiting. I had a really hard. You'll remember this, Roger, when it came out about LSU basketball and what they were dealing yeah. with and their coach. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now tell me again how it is that people are going to jail over this? It's recruiting. Well, in that deal, it's like money laundering and lying to the IRS and shifting hundreds of thousands of dollars around. And the same thing, you know, the FBI gets involved in that scandal where they're bribing college officials. just hand, They'll just slip them a payment of, you know, 100000 here and 50000 there to go and lie on academic transcripts. And it became really, you know, widespread. And Let so I think this is a little different. So... Is this
0: the fact, Is this Mississippi State stepping up because they want to keep these athletes on the roster? So they're 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 making these concessions to the NCAA, or would they have had the option alternatively to just uh, you know dismiss these players? I think so.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah. So
0: so this is so this, this is definitely. all a result of MSU kind of weighing the equation out and saying okay, it's worth it for us to just to keep these guys. To,
2: oh yeah. No, no doubt. I mean, if they wanted to dismiss him, they could sure do it. You know what that tells me? What's that? These players are pretty important. Well, and they all are. <laughs> I mean, and how are you going to, you know, the thing is, if it's if it's one guy, one athlete, Roger, that's a different decision. Because now you don't have anybody else. You got to treat equally in this particular. Like you just make a decision on this one guy. You get me it out. Well, you have eighty-five on scholarship. Okay. And for like a home non conference game, I think you dress out what is it? You dress out like seventy-five. Or maybe you can dress out all eighty-five for home non conference. Home conference games, I think your dress list is less. So it's over ten percent either way, you slice it of your team. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you got you know, scholarships plus walk ons, you got hundred guys. Uh, right. right and so maximum ten players, ten percent going to miss eight of your games so you know it really is it is a to me again you talk about a visit here an evaluation day there a little probation whatever five thousand dollars the most significant thing is you're going to have eight players that um, ten players who have eight games they can't play in this year that's a significant thing i'll continue to get to your texts and your calls coming up stick around show coming up in a bit we will talk with neil price hail state voice play-by-play announcer my my partner in talk on fall saturdays yeah you know and, and neil and i he's your press box buddy <laughs> that's right he's my press box buddy Another buddy of mine, Brad Logan, you've heard Brad on the show. He um, he tweeted at me, complimented some stuff I had done, you know, some drawing up some plays and stuff. And he said uh, Matt's going to land one of these big TV jobs, and I just responded. I really appreciated the compliment, and I responded to him this morning. I said I'm a radio man, and I meant it. That's that's what I am. It's kind of what I want to be. Is a radio guy, and I said I will be in the booth with Neil as long as they will let me. It's just, I don't really have any interest in the suits and the ties and the that kind of video work. I like the kind that is kind of, I like YouTube. I like what I do there because I control all of it. And I can do it if I want to and not if I don't. <laughs> I can have a cake and eat it too, just a little bit. Um, ben on Twitter Is questioning why there's not a postseason ban. You'll you'll remember that Missouri. Do y'all remember this? Missouri had a case much like this recently, and Missouri got a postseason ban and and all this kind of stuff, and their their penalties were really severe. And I have got to look this up. Some of y'all may be able to help me with it because you know when I'm on the air, me and Roger were on the air, and we're both. We have a lot of things going on. I'm looking at about eight different computer screens and an iPad and and then also making sure I look at the text line and the calls and everything. And um, so I may miss it, but I'm almost certain that the the Missouri thing, one big difference is you had a full-time university employee. Like that's all – like I'm talking state retirement, everything, on the staff page, right, who was involved in this. And so, therefore, the NCAA – looked at it like it was a much more serious deal for Missouri as a part of their penalties. I don't think Missouri was quite as cooperative. State's leadership, look, there's just not any better than Dr. Keenum. And the word is, he and John Cohen dive in on this thing back in the spring. They pulled a basketball player off the floor. They go to work on it, did everything they could to try to minimize it. Turns out this person who was doing this was part-time. That you know helped them a little bit. But get this, get this. It's my understanding. That if the person doing this and selling these test-taking services, if that person had just been kind of private enterprise, had not even been a part-time, just an individual, then the actual NCAA book doesn't cover it. <laughs> now, th- now, I'm not trying to give anybody any ideas, but think about that for a minute. All right, here we go. Text line, 885 ESPN. JR says, Matt, was this under Mullen or Moorhead or both? That is a really good question. That's a really good question. Because Moorhead was hired when? He was hired in December of 2018. Right? They they got on this in the
0: spring, so it must have already happened. Well... Here's
2: here Joe these nice parting gifts. Roger, I mean I look, okay, so theoretically it's possible Let's that they were lighted I, up in the first, you know,
0: 9 weeks or whatever.
2: Yeah. look. Sounds to me like it probably was going on and they discovered it in the spring, which so it's just it's not something that was just all of a sudden popped up and going on after they hired Joe. And, look, coaches don't have anything to do with it. Okay? None of them do. So Let's don't make it like Mullen has anything to do with this either. He doesn't. Uh, Patrick on the text line says – It's satisfying, though, to blame him. Oh, yeah, pass the buck. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Patrick says, when or will we know the players that are suspended? You're not going to know officially. You'll be able to watch games and try to figure it out. Like, if you keep a running (laughs) roster check, you might figure it out, I guess. Uh, Jeremy – you're asking, you said, how can you confirm Matt? Confirm what, Jeremy? Help me out there. I, I, I may be missing it, what you're asking me. Probably which players are which. Like you yeah. just said, you can't really. No, no, I can't confirm it. What do does you that have to- any idea? Not that you can talk about it. What's that? Do you do you know? No, I don't. Okay. Um, I, I, only, I only think I have a pretty good idea, you know, again, based on just trying to make some phone calls and, I only think I have an idea about maybe three or four um, in terms of actual individuals. Um, And that's why I say that pretty much the going belief behind the scenes, like if you kind of sneak around and talk about the the going belief behind the scenes, you have two potential starters in that group of 10 players um, for whatever that's worth. Bates. No, no, I, I skipped one. Nick. Texted, not sure I'd hire a tutor that was dumb enough to submit work online where everything is time-stamped while I was competing on the field. Nick, I'm going to repeat to you something that my dad has always said that I've always thought about. If you're going to be stupid, you had better be tough. And I can tell you as a former player, there's nothing worse than not being able to play. There's nothing worse than you have to stand there and watch the other guys play. There's nothing worse. It may be hard for people to understand, but if you have played a lot of sports, you will understand what I'm saying. Hey, uh, hey young high school age Matt Wyatt, y- you made a mistake. You made a bad decision. You screwed up. Um, I'm going to give you some choices. You can either miss the ball game or be suspended from the next 3 games. Uh, we'll suspend you for the next 3 games or we can run you to death in the stadium. Or you can pay a you know $5,000 fine. <laughs> Every single time. I'm going to take running or paying a fine cuz the last thing I'm going to do is miss a game. I know you're going, "Well, it's just one game or it's just eight games." You know, no, listen. You don't understand what goes through the mind and the heart of a player, an athlete, a competitor, when you have to stand there and watch other people play and you can't, they won't let you. Some of the worst stuff I went through emotionally ever in my career was in high school. I made bad grades in algebra one time. By the way, my mom was an algebra teacher. I made bad grades in algebra so bad enough that they told me I had to miss like three or four basketball games until i got my grades up this was in high school and it almost killed me it, it was you the got worst grades up didn't you i've never worked harder at algebra <laughs> it's so i can't tell you how awful it feels that's why my heart always goes out so much to players and they get hurt you know and they you just feel like something's been stolen from you
0: so also you're missing all those reps i mean if, if you're a starter you might have a you might be entertaining you know an idea of going out of the nfl and
2: yeah right well, and that's the thing. So, I'm going to tell you a scenario. You did this a selfish thing as a player. You didn't do the work you were supposed to do, or you were taking credit for. You took, you cut corners. You cut corners. You took a, the easy road. Now your entire team's going to pay for it. And now, let's just say you're, you know, you're on defense and it's a game in september and it's brutally hot and your teammates come to the sideline and they're sucking wind because they're exhausted and they look at you because they just wish you could go into the game for a couple of plays and you look them in the eye and it, you both know you can't help them because you cheated mm. because you took a shortcut i hope they have that
0: thought process
2: yeah I do and too. not that they're the victim I, I, me too roger Otherwise, if you're going to be before swine, if you're going to make bad decisions, you better be tough. I'll put it that way. Rolling along, hour number one in the Farm Bureau Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Ball, baby. Yeah, that's right. Football is going to be underway tonight all across the state of Mississippi. You going to some high school games? (laughs) Huh? You know you're going. Who are you rooting for? (laughs) Root for the home team. Who? Farm Bureau? Because Farm Bureau is the home team. In fact, as I always say, you should really consider uh, that you need to go (laughs) with the home team. Oh, why not? Let's pick up the spirit just a little bit. Bates on the text line says, how about we brighten up our Friday, brighten up our Friday with some JSU, Sonic Boom, playing some Neck, on a high school Friday. That's the wrong one. That's Nick. Here we go. Yeah.
1: Ba-da-ba-da. Yeah.
2: Ba-ba-ba-da. yeah. Woo. Okay. Doesn't get much better than the sonic boom. Who does Jackson State start off with this year? Anybody know? I'm going to look it up for you and tell you in a minute. Listen to him Talking at the side of your neck. (laughs) Week one in the SWAC. Alabama I state. used a little more cowbell. You want some more cowbell? I got the state fight song on. There, I gotta so have it. more cowbell. Clanger! <laughs> Clanger, Roger. All right, week one in the SWAT. They don't start this weekend. It's next week, next Thursday night, the 29th. Alabama State is at UAB, and then uh, on Saturday, August 31st. A bunch of games. Here we go. In the SWAC, Saturday, August 31st, Prairie View at Texas Southern. Um, then Saturday night, the 31st at 6. Southern is at McNeese. Alcorn State opens the season at Southern Miss on the 31st. And you got Tennessee State hosting Mississippi Valley State. TCU is going to host Arkansas Pine Bluff, and Grambling goes to Louisiana Monroe. And then Jackson State plays on Sunday, September 1st. Roger. Um, it's in Atlanta. It's a neutral site game at Georgia State Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Bethune-Cookman versus Jackson State, 2 p.m. You can watch the game on ESPN2 on Sunday, September the 1st. That's good exposure cool. right there. Yeah, and listen, I may be wrong, but I'm 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 pretty certain this is right. The Georgia State Football Stadium used to be Turner Field, the home of the Atlanta Braves. The Braves began playing at Turner Field, downtown Atlanta, right across the street from where they, you know, demolished Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, and they built Turner Field right across the street. It's where the Braves began playing in 1996, I believe, and then when well, it was the,
0: actually built for the 96 Summer Olympics as the Centennial Olympic Stadium.
2: That's it, and then they turned it into Turner Field, <laughs> right? Right. And and then uh, last year, last well, so it's 20 summer 2019. So the summer of 2018, the Braves opened their new stadium in Cobb County, or is is it Cobb? It Any Cobb County? I'm saying the wrong saying. I'm saying the wrong thing. I'm it's 10 miles north of Atlanta, basically. Could be it, Cobb, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. I guess it is Cobb. And it's, that's an
0: impressive stadium, though.
2: Yeah, but see, when they left Turner Field, you just have this big, nice place in downtown Atlanta. And so, Georgia State bought it, turned it into a football field. I just think the whole thing is neat. I really do. All right, Bates, thanks for the text. You did us a solid day. We, we're feeling better about ourselves. Tim. Logan did a really good job punting last night. Yeah, Logan Cook, former Mississippi State punter, he's a Jacksonville Jaguars starting punter. Here's a question on the text line: Who is paying these tutors? The university, the school, or the athletic department? Does depend on, you know how or when or where they're hired. But full time and part time are hired by the school. If you're a, you know, in that particular. But those side arrangements were between the player and the yeah. tutor, right? Yes. I think right. we need to clarify that. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Side arrangements. So we have a Miko texting. Let's see, Miko, what do you got here, man? Number one, one shouldn't look at this as a Moorhead problem that he created. It happened before his arrival. I would say to that, Miko, I mean, players having a tutor do work for them is a problem when you get caught. But to pretend it's not going on in pretty much every athletic department, I think in reality, there's a little of this goes on everywhere. You don't want it to, but it does. Number two, I'm convinced this was a setup of some sort since the reported tutor test taker was part-time. If they weren't enrolled, NCAA laws would not be enforceable. Yes, she was a student. This was a student. It wasn't like somebody just came and got a job. This is a student who was hired part-time. And then three, student athletes, parents, guardians, let this be a lesson. Yeah, just do your own stuff. Yeah, and it's a selfish decision to, to take a shortcut. And now, you know, your team's going to gonna, play, you're gonna uh, pay for it. Spence texted the show and said, Matt, are you keeping up with this Louisiana Little League team? Most importantly, are you seeing what this kid, Reese, is batting? He's like 12 for 16 with a 1,200 slugging percentage. <laughs> this team is a must-watch for any baseball fan. Love the show. Spence and Brookhaven. I have not watched it. Most years I watch a lot of the Little League World Series, but just recent days I haven't had the schedule for it, so hadn't been able to. And look, White Denzel says, We we know where you're going with this. Look at him, Roger. White Zen- Denzel Tried says, trying to
0: get us <laughs> caught up in some drama.
2: <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> hey, we you know about it. the extraverse. Who does the the song Neck better, L S U or J S U? And knowing good and well, he's trying to bait us into, oh, you know, let's get on YouTube and pull up the LSU version and just play it. I, we're not doing it. Okay, But that, I think at JSU would win anyway. I do, too. I don't think it's a question. No no offense, LSU. It's different different level. No, I totally mean offense. Yeah. I, I totally mean it. J, they're not beating JSU in that debate. Uh, SunTrust Field is in Cobb County, according to Bates on the text line. He says, uh, Matt, once you came through for me on a sonic boom, you're correct in Turner Field. Okay, thank you. Appreciate the text, and thanks for listening. This says, are there any guaranteed starters going to miss time? My understanding, again, just kind of talking behind the scenes, is yes, that's a case. When I say potential starters, um, you're not a starter until they name you a starter. Does that make sense? And when you play positions that rotate, you know, which all of them do really outside a quarterback, they all rotate. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teams and a lot of games where the backup actually plays more snaps than the quote-unquote starter. It, so but te- so that's what I mean. But I think your your question is pretty direct. Are there any guaranteed starters going to miss time? I think the answer to that is yes. Um, Tyler, listen on my Twitter feed. Tyler says, "What's the difference in the Missouri academic fraud?" And the MSU academic fraud. Tyler, if you will scroll down a little farther. On my timeline there, Paul has shared a link from someone named Dave Matter. He covers Missouri for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And he tweeted just a bit ago. It says, clarification. Missouri confirms that the negotiated resolution option. That Mississippi State used was not applicable in Missouri's academic fraud cra- case. He insinuates that the time frame was part of it. He says the rule was passed last August, so one year ago, and apparently there are some different options in there in dealing with this stuff now as opposed to you know back when Missouri went through their thing. But again, I'll point this out. Tyler, I, I hope you'll hear this. You know, Missouri's penalties were really, really, really stiff, including all this postseason ban stuff, which right now their football team has that and everything. One major difference. Missouri had a full-time member of its academic staff doing all this stuff, and it was actually a little more broad. I think it involved maybe a little more deceit. And the fact that this was like a full-time staff member is a different, it's just approached differently. Like I said, you do a little reading, you read the NCA rules, you talk to some people. My understanding is that, for instance, this was a part-time person that had been hired to help out with some tutor stuff. If it was not an employee at all, like if this was just an enterprising individual trying to do this thing on the side, there wouldn't even actually be some NCAA penalties. But because there was a paycheck, even though it's a part-time relationship, a paycheck being exchanged from the university to this part-time, you know, advisor or tutor, uh, that brings the NCAA into play. It's kind of curious to me. I like you know, if if it involves athletics, it involves athletics.
0: Um, I mean, wouldn't the NCAA have been involved anyway on the players' side?
2: Yeah. Um, yes. You would yeah. think, Roger, but yeah. that's the thing that's that's like a head scratcher about this. It would involve the player, but if it was not an employee on the tutor side, it wouldn't involve the university at all. Right. It's weird. Um, yes, I got that wrong. Thank you for the correction. I said Moorhead hired in December 18. It was December 2017. I just had my years backed up.
1: Well, we know one who won't be
2: sitting down. That's right. All Tommy right. Stevens. Stevens is going to play. Yeah. Uh, Neil Price coming up next. Y'all stick around.